What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. You re- she like, play with me. Girl, exactly. All right, y'all. Welcome to another episode of OD Podcast. How you doing, Draco? What's popping? I am doing amazing. Let me tell you something. Um, After 420, I started smoking weed. After 420, okay. Uh, what well, did the, the day? Well, on for on 420, I smoked weed for the first time in maybe four years, mm-hmm. and I would say the experience was a hundred percent different from the when I tried it before. Like before, I was cool, but I think now, maybe because and it could be a mental thing too. But I think it's because I'm in California with cleaner weed. I was just about to say it's that Cali weed they be talking about. It's let me tell you something. This is medicine. They wow. need to sell this. They do sell it, don't they? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> they need to be able to sell this everywhere. I feel like everybody will be a little bit more. This is, me- like, I think I honestly can say that this, like, me smoking weed has really been, like, a tool in curing, like, my depression, anxiety. Like, I, I've been, listen. More than edibles? More than edibles. Which one? So, think what about, is there a notice? So here's the thing. So with edibles, I think that the high is a little more intense. But since I've taken them so much, it's like not as intense to me. But I can. But when I smoke, it's different. People say yeah. it's a head high and a body high. I don't know the difference um, because to me they both I'm feel scared. the same. They both feel the same to me. So are you addicted to weed? <clears throat> I wouldn't say addicted because I don't have to smoke. I don't like. I don't. I take it everywhere I, like, I go. Kind like you smoking now, girl. I, ain't sm- I smoked like maybe an hour ago. I can. I mean, like, I, I never smoked in California, but with the couple times I smoked, I'm like, child, this is polluting my house for no reason. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Smoking in Atlanta was very different for me. Um. I was always thinking about negative stuff. I was paranoid. I was. Oh yeah. That's tired. I was like super tired, like I'll smoke and fall asleep. Like I smoke here, even if I smoke indica, which is supposed to make you feel like, you know, you sleepy going to sleep. I don't feel sleepy. I just be up, moving around. I've been productive today, y'all. I'm so excited. So but do yeah. you do you like what how much did will you say you smoke now? So I will literally smoke one joint a day. Because I don't That's smoke the whole thing. Smoke. No, that people smoke like eight months a day. Jesus, when they have time to go to work. <laughs> I people smoke at work, people smoke in the car on the way to work, on the way home from work. Uh I mean like people smoke a lot. They smoke like my friends. I know. I've, that, I've I've been around people. They that smoke, smoke like five blunts a day. I probably smoke at max. I'll smoke two. How joints. long does it take to smoke one blunt? Um I'll smoke half of it and then I'll smoke the other half within within like uh, eight hour. So you think four hours for half a blunt? Yeah. Okay, so let's use. Let's it don't take me. To, it don't take me that long to smoke it, but that's how long it'll before it wear off for me. So if people smoke eight blunts a day, and it takes four hours, that thirty two. They smoking two at a time. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to tell you is, it takes two minutes to smoke half a blunt. Oh. But the effect of it is lasting you those hours. You a geek monster. That was up though. I'm not. 
So you they be high. Sell it. It's everywhere. I'm telling you. I know I keep saying that, and I know it's legal, but it ain't legal everywhere. I know somebody who, um, when they smoke, they can only take a couple of puffs. Like, they can't never just do Like, they a one blunt and carry them through the week. I mean, I can get that, but I feel like you don't get the full effect of it unless you inhale at least, like, five times. And how many of these buns do you be lacing with cocaine? <laughs> it's like... You give but somebody you be around rappers and stuff. I do be around rappers, but I can honestly say I ain't never did no cocaine. I told you, I think I've been, I talk, I said what I, everything that I've done here. Yeah, you said that you had did horse manure. Okay, no, <laughs> I've only smoked weed and I only, um, I drank lean before one time. Oh, not okay. Oh, yeah, you actually did share that. So, anyway, okay. This week, I had a really, really, really good weekend. And, like, the most eventful weekend I've had in a long time. Oh, and, yeah. I was excited looking at your part. Yo, uh, yes. Oh. It was, and it was all for my grandma. So, my grandmother recently turned 85, and we threw her a surprise birthday party. And it was very hard. My my grand <laughs> Hazel over there knocking stuff over. Say about my them grandmother dog. is definitely an it girl. Extremely popular. Extremely active. She does... People don't even believe she's 85. She definitely don't care herself like she's 85. She be outside. She be traveling. She does everything. And so she's just she's just always in the know. Like, she even have a little squad that she roll with. Anyway, she's very hard to surprise because she asks a lot of goddamn questions. Oh, my God. She's so slick with it. What you doing this weekend? You going to see a sister? Just all kinds of questions. Anyway, she doesn't like surprises, quote unquote, and she's hard to surprise because she asked so many goddamn questions. So her birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and so we just kind of played off like, okay, well, just hang out with your girlfriends, blah, blah, blah. But obviously, 85 is monumental, so she had to thank something, right? But anyway, long story short, we threw her a party, invited a lot of her friends, all her senior. It was so cute seeing seniors just turning up, just having fun. <laughs> it just was inspiring. And they was they all was in on it, and it was very amazing. Like my grandma was crying. It just and people got up and told speeches just about the things that she's done for them. And you know, I haven't. Oh, this is my dad's mother, and um, a lot of people know. I did not know. I didn't grow up with them in my life. I didn't really get to know them until my twenties. I met them maybe twice before I turned eighteen. But I decided to have. I had, at one point I decided to like stop pursuing that relationship because it just was a lot of you know. Un unanswered questions. So anyway, but my grandmother was actually one of the first people to embrace me. Like before I met anybody, before I met my sister, before I met anybody, I met my grandmama. So anyway, um, yeah, it was just amazing. And so we had the party or whatever. And um, I had we had some relatives that drove down. I mean, just every everybody who was anybody who like basically, if it wasn't for her, nobody would be in that room. She birthed people that birthed people that birthed people. And that was just really fire to see. And then on the day after, we had a family photo shoot, which was Sunday, and uh, we had it. We had it at this park by my house. We had a photographer come out. We had a color scheme. We had everything down to the T. And the pictures came out so nice. Oh my god, it was really cool. Even Hazel got a chance to take photos. My grandma said that's her granddog. It's really her great granddog. But you know, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. And to see the pictures and stuff, it just made me really grateful for family in general, and just happy that um, I do have a much better relationship with my with that side of the family. Cause yeah, it wasn't always that way, and um, not that that is that's irrelevant right now. But those are just the thoughts I had while experiencing this weekend. I haven't done really nothing. I mean, most stuff that I've done has been super low key, but that was the most active I've been in a long, even before the pandemic. 
Yeah, that's a blessing though, because I feel like, especially where we grew up at, a lot of people don't have a, a like relationship with their dad side of the family. It's mm-hmm. always the it's daddy. Always side. the dad side of the family. Yeah, every you're time. Right. You're right. So it's like, like even with me, I don't know nobody from my daddy's side of my family. Nobody, yeah, not one was, single yeah. person. And I, I oh, think sure. about that too. And I mean, and they are really good people. They're very established. Everybody got a nice success story. So it's just Hazel. Hold on, this little girl don't threw her toy behind the thing. She's trying to get it herself. So anyway, but yeah, I agree. I um, I'm just happy to have I, I both my both my mother's side of family and my dad's side of family. We all have really good relationships, and I'm grateful for that. Especially with my cousins, like those are my my like no shade, my first best friends. <laughs> but <laughs> I buy but I buy that. The also it's just you know it's just I'm just grateful. So anyhow, that was a really really good weekend. Hazel had another training session. We're coming towards the end, and she's doing so good. We took her to the park to train, to learn how to be, basically prepare her for the possibility that she could be off leash and how she would react, you know, and she's yeah. doing so freaking good. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, what else What else did I do? I mean, that's pretty much it. I've been working, um, been kind of speaking with tenants for my properties. You know what's interesting? I definitely didn't think I was going to get a tenant right away, but I definitely didn't think about the hundreds of people I'd be talking to every day and yeah. doing tours for, for nothing. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it because people need to be able to see before they make a long-term decision like that. But it's just funny where I, the way I, my mind imagined it. So this this yeah. life of a landlord, it just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, man. Like I promise you I think about stuff like that, and, and I get overwhelmed over the smallest thing. So even just the thought of doing that, yeah. I'm like, girl, I know I would be overwhelmed because in my head i'm like you know what um when i'm ready to buy a property i think i'm gonna get a house in texas because you know i love the homes in texas even i hate they they laws but it's cheap right, that's what's so happening. i'm like you know whatever but um now i'm kind of second guessing that it's just a lot going on there but right. the thought of that i don't want to live there so i'm gonna have to rent it out or you know for the most part i don't think i want to deal with that so one thing you can do, which I'm going to do eventually, is pay a, a property management company, and they'll do all that for you. But I want this to do this for myself, for my own personal experience, because I do plan to more, buy more properties. And I feel like you can't really be an expert if you're not really firsthand, you know, dealing with some of the stuff. That's yeah, that's how we got our, our other house. Um, the last house I stayed in, Atlanta, uh, we went through a property management company. Yeah, it's that. it's very perfect. It's honestly preferred that way. You still have a lot of hand into what happens with your property, but you kind of have an assistant per se. And um, it could be like as much as a hundred dollars a month. It's so I know when I wanted to rent out my last property, they wanted like a seven hundred dollar enrollment fee and a one hundred dollars a month um property management fee too. But and considering that my property is out of state, that hundred dollars is nothing. Now they yeah. probably are much cheaper <laughs> at this at this place. But um, to me, that's nothing because it cost me twenty five dollars worth of gas just to drive out there. <laughs> so yeah. that's <laughs> crazy. Hazel and his darn squeaky toy. Lord have mercy. Um, speaking of great granddogs, though. Uh oh. I am about to be a great uncle. What that's really world? wild, pleasure P. That's insane. <laughs> it is. Oh so my! My youngest niece Ariana is three months pregnant. She first that of all, today I said, mm-hmm. First of all. <laughs> I was so mad because apparently she told everybody. I'm sorry. She keeps squeaking this toy. And I don't know if it's going to pick up. It's picking up. I hear it, but it's not loud. I'm going to call Peter. Come get her. I'm just. Okay. But, um, 
Nah, so so um, apparently she told everybody in the group text two days before I found out. But the group text that I I don't know if it's my, just my Instagram, but my Instagram hasn't been showing me notifications when my phone is locked. So I don't know if I, I don't know if somebody turned it off or what. But oh, just go yeah, go to your notification settings. That's easy. <clears throat> and so I didn't know, I didn't know like that she said that. So when my niece told me, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But um, yeah, so. That's that. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited, though, because I always get mad when I see, like, my friends and my colleagues and stuff, and they're like, oh, I'm taking my little sister out or my niece or my nephew or whatever. And I'm like, man, my nephew and nieces is grown. Like, toys don't excite them. I'm, oh, I really want to, like, be that that uncle that, like, brings toys. And, yeah, and I'm like, these kids want Balenciagas. I love... I love my niece and nephews. Like I take care of them for real. I'm definitely the rich auntie. No, and that's a fact. Exactly. That's the that's the, that's what we're going with that. So I'm like, it's giving that. So I'm like, you know, now I can buy the baby stuff, and you know, Aww. that's I'm so happy about that. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Um, and then I went to Alabama this weekend to Mobile. I went to Mobile um, because the, the Hangout Festival, Flo was performing. That's our hometown. And I actually I got to see Mobile. Got the folks on the stage. <laughs> it was packed. <laughs> said, it went no blacks there. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. It wasn't it weren't really um, black people. There was some, but it wasn't a lot. Um, but I will say that I didn't know Mobile was that nice looking. My, Mobile oh, yeah. looked like a... a a clean version of New Orleans, no shade. Yeah, it's a very established, but you see why? Because of where it says on the coast. Well, it's not even on the coast, but it's close. What well, it is on the coast? Yeah, it's close. It was only like forty-five minutes to the Gulf Coast. That's where the festival was at, yeah. which was also so far because I've never seen a festival actually on the beach. Oh, like so, like morning. literally behind the stage where she was performing, we could walk to the beach. That's fine. So I'm like, wow, like this is pretty cool. The weather was good. Um. It wasn't like too. It was hot, but it was since we were by the the ocean. It was a breeze. Everybody had on bathing suits, um, but it was fun. I really liked Mobile. The food was really good. That's really? the. I don't know if it's because I ain't been in the South for a long time, but <laughs> your taste buds was reset. They had a reset. Man, I ain't even know food could taste. What kind of like, food did you have? So I'm gonna be honest. So I promise you, I don't know. I, th- I kept thinking that my taste buds got fucked up because of COVID. Because I feel like there's no way that no food can taste good in California. So when I tasted that food, it just really made me realize, like, okay, it ain't it ain't me. But um, we ate this one place. I forgot the name of it. Um, but I had some fried fish, some fried shrimp, some gumbo, and then I had some french fries. I promise y'all, Jesus seasoned that food. Was it black on? I don't know. Jesus, I'm, I ain't. Did Flo Millie take you to her neighborhood, like where she was from and stuff? No, we ain't have enough time there. I w- I would have loved that, but I did get to meet her family. I already knew her mom, but I met her aunt. I met her little sister, her older sister. I met her cousins. Like her whole family ended up showing up, Aww. and then we all went out to dinner to this other place called um, Half Shell, which was so good too. Like Mobile, really. I'm like, you know what? I actually wouldn't mind coming back down here because it like it literally reminds me of New Orleans, but it's just clean. <laughs> Only thing that was bothering me was since it was um, Alabama, um, 
it's not really like California. I think I'm so I'm so I'm so southern and I'm so used to dealing with racist white people and people being blatantly racist mm-hmm. that I walk around and it's kind of a shock to me to just see how people interact with each other here. Like people like white people interact with black people. They yeah, say, you I know, always got my guard up mentally. And so I've kind of let my guard down when it comes to dealing with other races and just, you know, whatever. Because I'm like, I'm not in the South no more. People are different here. They, I feel different. I feel racist, that, but I feel you. Yeah, no, I've, I'm sure it is. But I'm saying, like, just the, like, in the South, you can feel it. Mm-hmm, you can. Like, even when I... Nigga. Okay. You can take stuff too far. <laughs> but no, I was I was at a restaurant and... No, I was in a, in a store. And some black people... No, it was a hotel lobby. I'm sorry. I was in a hotel lobby. A black person had walked out of, like, an office area or something. And these white guests were walking by. And he, like, he had to ride away, in my opinion, um, just because he was moving around. They was walking slow. But the way that he interacted with them, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he just, like, his head went down. I'm, in my head, I'm like, stand up. Hey, I know I can I can relate to that. That's really crazy because don't, you don't even try to respond that way. It's just yeah. I'm like stand up. Yeah. So in my I, you know that was the only thing. And then people were staring at me. Even black people. The black people were staring at me because of you was in Mobile, Alabama. Alabama I was in Mobile, Alabama with um, a nose ring, ear gauges, tattoos everywhere, and Balenciagas on pants with chains on it. Um, you know what's so crazy? We ended up going to Wet Willie's, and when we went there, I'm sure they did. She didn't have no makeup on, and then she had, like, a short wig on, so nobody really knew that was her. They knew that she was somebody because she had security with her, and she we got out of, like, a black truck in front. Yeah. But they just, they didn't really know. So, but when we went to, um... The restaurant for dinner, they definitely did. The server was, I mean, like, the white people. Well, of course. Oh, that's, hey, she put off Mobile. Who else from Mobile? Jeezy. Only thing I know about, did you say Jeezy? I did. It's getting too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, is Jeezy not from Mobile? He's actually from South Carolina, but we're going to chill. Okay, well, he's from Mobile, Either too. Way. <laughs> Make it. He's from everywhere but Atlanta. <laughs> I love Jesus though with his yeah. new family. Okay. But no, that's mm. what's up. That sounds fun. I um no, my only memories of Mobile is the that's the longest city you in when you on the New Orleans. <laughs> oh yeah. Um is it Mobile? It's one of the, I think it is Mobile. Yeah, Mobile, if you Mobile. be in that part of Alabama for the entire trip, then you be yeah. in Mississippi for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, that is true though. And then once you get in Louisiana, you right there. Then, then you got to spend another two days going over that darn bridge. But yeah, let's get into it. Okay, that sounds good. Sounds like we both had a really good weekend. I'm pretty satisfied with my weekend. You know, um, I was a little anxious being around all them folks, but best believe I was masked up at the, at the event, even if I was one of three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Let's get into the black business of the week. Okay, so... Um, I found this business, actually have never supported this business, not yet. I mean, I really don't have, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, but I think it's really cool. Um, it's basically a black owned laundromat in Brooklyn, New York, and it's very cool, very modern, very hip. It's very cool. So, um, the name of it, well, their Instagram is Celsius and it's spelled C-E-L-S-I-O-U-S. 
Social, Celsius Social, Laundry Life of the Celsius Sisters. So it's basically owned by two sisters. Um, <coughs> this is very modern. I'm going to send it to you, Draco, so you can take a look and see what I'm talking about. But I just think it's really cool. There's not a whole lot cool about um, laundromats. So when I discovered them, uh, my friend brought them to my attention. I'm like, oh, this is pretty lit. They do like a lot of sustainable stuff. Like just have, they're just a very like intentional operation, if that makes sense. Mm. With female founders. Uh-oh, I'm trying to find it. And they also sell laundry products. It's just an overall really lit situation. I mean, honestly, I'm about to send you a post, but it's not really going to explain much. You got to go through the page. But anyway, I'm going to put the information in the episode notes. So if you are in Brooklyn, live near Brooklyn, whatever the case is, go ahead and save some drawers or something and go wash down there and support the Celsius system. It's on oh, you. I'm looking at it now. This is cute. Street, Brooklyn, New York. You dig? This is cute. I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to see if Clear Trap Clear Trap are going to swing by. What's she oh from? Oh, my God. You know, they be trying to say Clear Trapper ain't from no borough. She from, like, upstate. I wouldn't be surprised. That's what my friend told me anyway. Upstate but he, is not New York. Yeah. But he um he's from Long Island. So, you know, people be kind of. Long but, Island is very Who? Clear Trapper. No, I think it's just more so the culture. Cause even you know what I'm saying, like they don't they don't really act like that in upstate. Yeah, I get so it. you know yeah, that's more so like a New York City type yeah. thing. Yes, I know exactly what funny. you mean. I you know I yeah. I noticed too. People try to say people try to say that um Lotto acts hood, but I don't think they. She to me she don't act hood. She just act like she from Atlanta. But people she think literally she, acts like people from the south side. Yeah, and so people be saying that she's putting on a front because she's not technically from Atlanta. But I'm like, you clearly ain't never been down here. Because to me, she don't act like a hood girl. She just is. She just have a hood accent. Like she gets too south. Like she's from the south. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, <clears throat> people from Atlanta are just people from Atlanta or Georgia in general just talk like they're from the south. But when it comes to the actual city of Atlanta, I do feel like people from the West Side kind of have a different way of talking just because of the lingo, the way they say their words. Like, you can literally always tell when somebody from the West Side, just by the way they talk. You literally can tell. You can even tell by how they dress, but we ain't going to say too much. Yeah. So I mean I know I, I know y'all people probably listen like oh here they go again by the west side but well that's the truth it's like people from New Orleans like they hear people's accent and they can tell that they ain't from like they might have a Louisiana accent or a New Orleans esque accent but you can tell who probably from like the heart the French quarters yeah like exactly it's that's the same thing so no I agree with that I agree I mean yeah it makes sense okay. Mm. So let's move on to shop talk. Oh, actually, let's do tweets from the streets. Tweets from the streets. Um, basically, y'all, um, Juneteenth is coming up, which is June nineteenth, <laughs> and Walmart released a Juneteenth ice cream, which is red velvet and um cheesecake mix. Now, t- I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I was looking forward to trying it. <laughs> lowest on the lowest of keys. I was in the deal talking to my friend Tyler, like, girl, like it I love. Sound good, it. right? Well, I will say this. Um, a several episodes back, one of my black businesses of the week was Cream Malicious, which is a black-owned ice cream brand, and that is absolutely one of their flavors. That is also sold at Walmart. So there, um, the, the Walmart ice cream was a great value, which to me is probably a direct ripoff of Cream Malicious. So if y'all want to support some black-owned business for June team, just support Cream Malicious. It's guaranteed to be delicious, but. This is my take on the um. It, people in the uproar, basically, and Walmart decided to take the ice cream off the shelves. Now, 
I didn't really have a problem with the Juneteenth ice cream. However, I think that if you want to not look like you pandering, you need to do this for every ethnic holiday, period. You need to have an Asian exactly. heritage flavor. You need to have a Latina flavor. You know what I'm saying? Be consistent because it does seem like y'all just doing something because you know Walmart not black on. Y'all not doing this because you're an ally to the black community. You're doing this because you want to make some money. You want some limited edition knockoff ice cream. Now, they did have some other Juneteenth products, like some things that the slogan, it's the freedom for me. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, that, I want to. I want to. I want to know. I I really wish I could have sat in the board meeting because. But you know what's what? sad is people that they have these board meetings and don't be a black person inside. I know someone that worked for this company. I'm not gonna say, but it's a huge company, and they were in charge of um ad placements with the black audience being their target market, and they. They don't be knowing what to do, so they just cut these big old checks at BET and stuff because that's all they know about the black community. So with stuff like this, I'm not even necessarily surprised because they just, they don't even, they don't know. And it's really wild because I feel like if you have like a diversity or a cultural um, team or initiative, you should probably include those people. Even if they're not in, like to me, you could be on that team. Okay, you don't have any black people. You can reach out to the stores. You can reach out to somebody on another department or anybody. Because most schools, I mean, most companies have interest groups. Like in my in my job, we have a um, uh, employee resource group, which is we have a black black at whatever my company name is. And uh, anyway, I'm just saying there are resources, and Walmart for sure could have figured that one out. Don't for sure, they, they've been in the business too long. So got it wrong. Y'all got a lot of black employees that y'all be snatching benefits and pay from. Don't play. Mm -hmm. Anyway. All right, let's get into um shop talk. So first things first, uh, rest in peace to the 15 people that were killed today in te in Texas. Uh, there was a shooting at an elementary school. Now it's, I believe it was 14 students and one teacher. It may have been 13 students and one teacher. So I apologize, but there were definitely at least 14 casualties. This young dummy, 18 years old, killed his grandmother and then went to an elementary school and opened fire. Why? No goddamn clue. Why he even have a gun? I don't freaking know. But I am so, so, so tired of this. I'm tired of the mass shooters. I'm tired of feeling like people can't go to church, can't go to the grocery store, can't go to school. The last week of school and these babies ain't never coming back. That's really sick. Not even the last week. They have two more days. Mm. To summertime, like that's just insane. It's really insane. It really it, is. I just, and I don't know. I hate having to even keep waking up to stuff like this because it just makes me even more freaking anxious. It's like for I can't even go to the movies now. Like I have a thing where I'm, I'm nervous that somebody gonna come in there and shoot it up. Exactly. I don't know why. It's like you can't even think right. Like I even be thinking about if I go somewhere small, like a little taco shop, or not. And I don't mean to say taco. Yeah. Talking about talking about Mexicans, but I mean I can go to a bakery anywhere. I'm like, what if somebody coming here while I'm getting a cookie? You know what I'm saying? Or if I'm going to the grocery store, if I'm just driving down the highway because people shooting the highway, it's just like too much to be worried about. In Texas, they allow 18 year olds to have guns. It's just and it's sick because in this country, when situations like this happen, they want to say, oh well, that means teachers should have guns. No. None of y'all should have guns. And if you Nobody. do, it should be harder to get. It's just, there should definitely be regulation. There's no reason why America, of all countries that has access to guns, is the one that's having these kind of casualties over and over and over again. It's not the music. It's not the TV shows. It's not the movies. The whole world has access to a lot of the same stuff, and they are not carrying on like this. It's really sick, and I'm really tired of it. And I think 
the shooter might have been Hispanic or Mexican. I'm not exactly sure. His name sounded like it. He kind of looked like it. But I, ha- I feel like the government is going to try to flip this and make this an immigration issue and not mm. a gun issue mm. because he's not white. Mm. Anyhow, I just want to speak I'm on so that. I'm so tired of shit that. like that. That's Listen, just... so tired. And it's like it continues to happen. Every week now we've had to mention something like this. It's really sick. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so moving on to the next topic, I wanted to talk about, well, add on to what we were talking about last week with the YSL case. So they did go to court yesterday and Gunner was denied bond. And his next court date is not until January 2023. So he Ooh, is setting down. Yeah. A lot of people keep, you know, it's interesting. I think it's because of his persona. A lot of people are like, oh, free Ghana, man. He, he shouldn't even be in this. That's all. You know, I was thinking about that, too. I was cleaning up today, and I was, and I was just, you know, thinking about it. Um, I said the same thing because people, you know, I don't know if it's because he, he just seems like such a sweet person. He, or, he looks super innocent. He's so, you know, he's so nice. And, and and granted, he is. I met him before, but that doesn't mean that people aren't capable of doing things. That's yeah, exactly how you... elementary schools. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, whatever. But it's still free to guys, though, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let my people go. Y'all got all these um, politicians out here walking free to, you know, we ain't on there. But y'all know the vibes. Um, yeah, free them. Um, I did want to see that you, uh, did you notice that the Migos are allegedly broken up? Something going on. There's some tea behind that. Yeah. Okay. So if y'all, well, I'll let you go ahead and address it. So, um, so the other day Offset and, I mean not Offset, uh, Takeoff and Quavo dropped a song and video to a new song and instead of calling themselves the Migos, their name is Few and Unconfew. Because if y'all ain't know... Why y'all just use our regular name? Yeah. Um, Takeoff is Quavo's uncle. So, yeah, that's where that came from. But Offset is just nowhere to be found. Offset went to the Balenciaga show um, yesterday, day before yesterday, whichever day it was, and he had on a shirt that said no comment. Oh, did he? It was a hoodie that said no comment, which I thought was hilarious. Um, wait, 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 wait. Okay, never mind. Sorry. So he had a custom. I'm guessing it was custom or they're going to start selling it. But Balenciaga, um, he wore a Balenciaga hoodie to the um, Balenciaga show that said no comment. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's been some rumors. Um, you know, I've heard some things. Um, I made my own assumptions just because I do remember about two or three years ago. Um, Lil Baby and Offset got into some type of situation mm-hmm. and they don't get along anymore. Now, it was said that all the Migos just wasn't fucking with him. I don't know how true that is, but mm-hmm. I do know that I remember Young Thug saying something about Lil Baby's situation. He was like, if he don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. So, I don't know what's going on and on top of this, you know, Quavo unfollowed them both. Yeah, they don't follow each other on social media. It's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to know if Unc and Few plan on making this a partner. That's why I was like, why don't they just use their regular name? Like, is this going to be their new group or is this just like a Silk Sonic thing? 
That's what I'm saying. You just never know. So it's just weird. Um, I will say that I knew that something like this would probably eventually come. I do feel like when they did their solo projects that it was too soon for that and that the solo projects weren't really, none of them hit. The only one to me that probably stood out the most was um, Offsets. Um, Oh, you like Takeoffs? I did. Takeoff go hard. So I, I like takeoffs, but I'm saying like as far as like I guess having songs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like really I listen to everybody's project once and I'm just but you know, So I don't know. I do feel I felt like something was gonna end, eventually come and I'm in my head I'm like, well with groups, it always comes a time to end it or a time yeah. to move on and you know, grow apart. Um I honestly thought they were different, though. I can't lie, because I've seen a lot of interviews where people were bringing up that question, and it would seem like they were so tight. And not, not that a breakup is inevitable or impossible. I mean, I said not inevitable. Not that a breakup is impossible, but I did. it did seem like they had something that was deeper than music and it had been sustained for so long. But I actually thought about that when I was watching this interview with the City Girls, because I loved them together. Now, they can be tight, but that don't mean nothing can you know, cause a rift, and I just hope that doesn't yeah. happen. I feel like that's just natural with groups. I mean, they're going to break up. They're going to drift apart. I mean, we can date it back to Michael Jackson. They all got the same blood, mama and daddy, and they broke up. So, I mean, the same thing with Cherish. They don't even get along. Huh? Same thing with Cherish. Cherish is, those those are sisters, but they still broke up. Same thing with. (laughs) Sorry. You know what? No, you're right, though. You know, things change, man. You spend it every, almost every day making money with people running a business with the same people over and over again. Listen, honey, I get tired of myself sometimes. So, psych, just kidding. Love same. I, I really do be getting tired of my bullshit. My own bullshit. <laughs> I don't know that, sorry. Um, oh, but my yeah, God. Um, I want to talk about how today is the last episode of This Is Us, y'all. Let me tell you something. You want to talk about phenomenal writing incredible i've never watched it extreme representation this tv show covers everything and it's so natural it's such a natural infusion of different stories around around like life in general from race to obesity to family planning to disability to politics to freaking lgbtq from eating preferences adoptions i mean they cover crack they cover everything, y'all. And I don't, it's just so, y'all, I am not an emotional person, but I am not ashamed to say this show has made me cry so many times. I've been watching this show since 2017. It came out, I think, 2016, but I didn't catch on until season two when I was living in California. And I was hooked from, I started in the middle of, of the second season and was hooked that first episode. The show is good, y'all. If you ever have time, please sit up and binge watch This Is Us. It's a, like, for real, for real, I mean this. It is amazing writing. I mean, it's just so relatable. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it because the show is that darn good. They cover everything, everything, everything. Okay, I'm going to have to tap in. And it doesn't even, and it's crazy because it's not a black show. It's not a white show. It's just an amazing show. It's just, everybody is represented on this show. I mean, they even got a situation where the husband, best friend, married the wife. It's just a lot. Toxicity. Talk about alcoholism. They talk about... It's just... Oh, my God. Fat camp. I mean, goodness gracious. Mm. Job insecurities. I mean, for real. So, I don't have um, cable. I do have Hulu, and I do have Peacock, which means I will have to watch the rerun tomorrow. So, I am officially done with social media tonight. 
I don't want to open the app. I had to read the words. I don't want no spoilers, bruh. Hopefully they release it at midnight because I'll probably be up around that time. But y'all, This Is Us is by far my favorite show ever, ever, ever. It's one of those, like, if you don't like This Is Us and you've legit watched multiple episodes, you need to get yourself checked in for sure. I mean okay. that. I mean it. I'm going to make it my duty. I'm going to make it my duty to Please, watch it. Listen, please. It is an ama- I'm about to cry right now. It is an amazing show. I'm talking about. You need to stand up. The way old folks feel about stories, baby, this is us top all that. Okay. Well, you need to stand up. And you know sitcoms don't even be slapping like that no more. But this okay. is such a that girl. Anyway. All right. So let's get into this week's open discussion. Draco had a topic he wanted to discuss, and I have some things to contribute to it, so I'm going to let you have the flow. All right, so this is kind of a tweets from the streets type of thing, too, at the same time. Um, so I have a tweet that I'm going to read. So the tweet says, this is going to sound mean, but being friends with somebody, with someone who's extremely, uh, let me start over, sorry. It's okay, Pooh. The tweet reads, this is going to sound mean, but being friends with someone with extremely low self-esteem is very draining. With the crying emoji. Let me explain something to you. I'm going to say this and be real nice. I'm not doing it no more. (laughs) I can't. I just, I can't. And it really hit home for me because I... Like, something like this just recently happened to me, and I just realized, like, you know what? I genuinely just, the problem with with people who I don't get along with is that they're insecure. I don't like that. What's some examples? Like, what are some things that they do? Um, so, <laughs> this is very personal, but... So, say for instance, if you have a crush on somebody, right? Okay. This part, when my friend has a crush on somebody. The person shares that they're not they're not interested, like whatever. Never, you know, or maybe they just like them as a friend. Like, we, let, let's just see where this goes. Let's. So somebody has going. a crush. I'm just trying to make sure I understand. My friend has a crush on somebody. Okay. The the somebody. Um, either is not interested or if they, you know, or if they entertain it, they immediately are, are like, um, you know, let's just be friends. Let's be cool. Mm-hmm. Friend zone. Friend zone. That friend, my friend, will not talk to the person no more. And then when it, we nobody around could be cool with that person. Oh, boy. And I'm like, why though? Like, why is that? Because they got rejected. Sometimes... Yeah, but here's the thing. I think that my problem, my situation, my uh, the problem that I have with that is that most of the time you always do this with people who we already know. So why would you even try to? So they just be know... liking people. It's not even new people. They want to pursue somebody that y'all already That's around. Know. Oh. And it become that's that's an issue because it's like okay, well, just because you did that, that doesn't mean I have to just stop my relationship with that person or can't be cool with that person. Um, and I I realize like you know I just can't really function around people with insecurity problems, low self esteem. Like just hearing about that all day is just so draining. Like I get it, we all 
have problems. And I don't even want to make it seem like I'm just not the type of person where I can't entertain it or I won't be a listening ear. But I'm the type of person where it's like, let's talk about what's going on. Um, I'm not a therapist. I can give you my opinion because I, sometimes I, so I, you know, I would assume that that's why you're telling me is because you want my opinion on it. I'll give you mm-hmm. my opinion on it. You take what you want to do with that. But I don't want to hear about it again. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep having to deal with this same type of situation all the time. Yeah. And you know what? The fact that you mentioned that they pursue like people that are already around. I feel like that's an insecurity, too, because they probably don't even think that they could get somebody else. So they're just going to kind of like people who always go back to their ex. They think like, oh, I'm just going to stick to what I know because yeah. I already, they already know me. Now, I ain't even got, I, I already know, I ain't even got to ask you too many questions about stuff like that because your behind will kick somebody out your, out your uh, fade five for for breathing too hard. Hello, somebody. Okay, so, but I do have a relatable situation. So, there was a girl, actually, we are still cool now, but we are not cool, like, on a friendly, like, we just, we know each other. So, I have an old friend who um, I didn't really realize it was her insecurities at first. I just thought she was extremely negative. But she is one of those people who, whatever she's dealing with personally, she actually would deflect on others. Like, if she's having money issues, she's always calling somebody broke, always telling somebody to get their money up. Or if somebody um, body look a certain kind of way, she got to... She don't have okay. the body. All right, all right. She always talking about people body. If people, I mean, just and it's crazy because people always say like if people are so against something in particular, it's an insecurity in itself. But she literally is the direct re- representation of that. But she was so negative all the time to the point where it's draining. Like all she do is talk about people all day, and it's all stuff that's just not even that deep. And so we um once I realized like the type of th- these character flaws, I'm like. All right, let me chill on you. But then when we would have conversations one on one, then she started telling her business, and I'm like, oh. So this is what's going on. This is what's going on, but it's so crazy because how you jealous of somebody struggling just like you? Yeah. <laughs> it's no, strange. She one of people that always have to have her hair done, always have to have makeup, always got to do all this because she does not like how she literally has said that she does not like how she looks barefaced or without her hair done because she don't feel like her hair looks good her natural hair looks good and it's like stuff to me i do think you have to find love within yourself those other things is not helping you obviously don't love yourself if you are solely relying on that and those are not permanent solutions but i think that it's you gotta you gotta love yourself like you you got you have to look at and when i say love yourself you have to look at yourself what you have to offer and find your favorite things, okay? There is yeah. something that you got you gonna have to be proud of, make yourself proud of. Because if you don't believe that, no matter what anybody else tells you, you're not gonna believe it either. But you're gonna on the surface, you you act like she'll be like, Oh yeah, these dudes, they love this, they love this, but then when they behind closed doors, they really hate that about themselves. So it, I don't know, it's just really weird, but it's really draining. And like you said, I don't really play that. I don't have time for that because I only number one, we are you know, it's one thing to gossip, but it's another thing to literally be a negative Nancy. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. I do not care enough about a whole lot of things. And you over here talking about a whole lot of things. It's like yeah. more stuff to be going. And it's it's to a point where she will start to like mimic certain things that girls that she admires on the low. Like she will like 
if they got their outfit from a certain place, she would go there. Or if they started buying certain designer brands, she would go and get that. So it seemed like she's like in the mix, but in reality, she's trying to pick and choose little things to make herself look better, but it's yeah. not giving that. Like she literally blows her money on like all kinds of stuff to like keep to to have her percent. She'll be like, "Can't nobody ever tell me I don't wear designer." Like that's something that she would say, and it's just yeah. weird because. Um, like, you know what's so crazy? I feel like that part of life I probably picked up on that in Atlanta because Atlanta for black gay men is like the mecca. That's just like where they have the most gay clubs, they have the most black gay men, and people that actually our culture you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i feel like out here it's a lot of black gay guys but they're not as culture in my type of black experience <laughs> i know what you mean yeah so it's not different you know what i'm saying but in atlanta i it was it was almost like it made you feel as if you had to do certain things in order to even look like for one you got a job or that you making money and that you're not a bum, that you, you know, people make things so important there. Like in, in our community, they make stuff. So even, even in the straight community, because I feel like a lot of people, like I remember, I, I like going out and I like hanging out, but I go out to kind of mingle yeah. and, you know, see people, listen to music, dance. But I think that the culture now is like, oh, if you're going out and you ain't got no section, what you doing? But my whole thing is, why am I paying twenty five hundred dollars for a section to go and sit so with people? Empty. I just left. I just left the house with them sitting on the couch. I'm finna go pay twenty five hundred dollars to sit on another couch exactly. and it's- get a bottle that is ten times the amount it is in the store, just to in a sparkler that from Party City for five dollars. It's empty gratification, but it's like that feeling that they think people look at them as in that moment to them makes it worth it. But, you know, that's how I feel about this black girl in luxury movement I've been seeing on social media. It's now getting to the point, you know, to me, I feel like the things that we consider luxury or have made to feel are luxury is influenced by what we have looked up to from white folks. Like all these designers. No, people get so mad at me for saying that. Because I say it's a lot of a lot of the things that people do in general are picked up from them. From white people because we have put so much power into what so I I think about this a lot and I see it on social media so much because now everybody is a black girl. Now don't get me wrong, I love seeing my people thrive and living well and taking care of themselves, but I think that now even more than before, people are literally spending their last dime stealing, scamming, putting themselves in debt to meet this aesthetic of having certain things when it's just not even, it don't have to be designer stuff. Like luxury could be the ability to come home to a clean house and sleep because you ain't got no homework, you ain't got no work to do. You can, you can just kind of, you know, you have a place to call your own, but now everybody need a high rise condo. Everybody needs neutral tone furniture. Everybody needs designer bags and all this other stuff, which is just not, it's just not realistic or fair or necessary and it's all for social media and it's like to me when people the to me uh, people the okay first of all these brands they thrive off of what off of black culture they steal from us they copy from us they ride from us but when black people or lately what i've been seeing from black people like trying to blend in with that aesthetic these white people see that and now they start stealing from how we carry on with like like 
like they are copying from the even a black girl in luxury layout. So now we get mad because what you doing? But it's like y'all are y'all are. I don't even know if I'm properly expressing what I'm trying to say. But it's like y'all are aligning yourselves to fit in with them. So you can't even really be too mad when they're walking and talking and dressing like you because you gave them that permission because you're trying to be like them. It's just like. I don't know. It's just weird. That's why I've never been a bragger. I hate even people knowing I got certain nice things, to be honest with you. And I, when people ask me how much certain stuff costs, I'm like, listen, that I don't even be posting stuff like this. Like, I don't need it. ain't even my type of thing. But I just hate it. Like, I want us to be able to live in luxury. But let it be natural. Don't let it be a sense of, like, clout chasing for a lack of better terms or to make it. It's like a competition. It's like you can have nice things and you can live in a regular apartment. You don't have to have a parking deck. You don't have to have... Yeah. A, a Chanel bag and you can get it if you can afford it but like that should not be your personality like that shouldn't be like I don't know it's just yeah like even like now um because um like me leaving Atlanta when I came here I said you know what when I get here I'm not gonna really be focused on doing that because I felt like in Atlanta I spent a lot of money on designer clothes mm -hmm. and just expensive shit in general and it's just like for what like I mean of course I can wear it put it on blah 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 but half of that stuff I done sold um a lot of my bags are gone I don't have no even Telfire I sold mostly pretty much all my Telfire bags except the big ones because I use those on the plane but gas prices are high. I'm comfortable with my car. I'm comfortable with the way I'm living. I love, you know, the aesthetic that my apartment is coming, going through. I love the aesthetic of what I'm looking like is going towards, and it's not expensive. It's just like, if you don't have style, you don't have style. It ain't, it don't care if it's designer or not. Yeah, one right, because you can be very expensive and tacky. For it's sure. Tacky. See it every day. Mm -hmm. um, but I had one of my friends... Um, we were riding around L.A., and, of course, L.A. is very Hollywood. I mean, you're going to see G-Wagons. You're going to see Range Rovers. You're going to see McLarens and Ferraris. You're going to see nice stuff all the time out here because that's just the culture of the city. But, of course, not everybody lives like that. Mm -hmm. So my friend had literally asked me, was like, damn, you, really make, uh, you make way too much money to still be driving this car. What does that even mean? And I said, well, oh, why you don't you buy me another one? Lose money? I said, well, why don't you buy me another one? Because Why? for one, I'm comfortable with this car. Gas out here is $6. Um, I, don't, I, like I, I, I shouldn't even have to explain that, but it's just like the simple fact. Well, I'm, like, and, and I didn't feel on top of well about it, but I just looked at it. It made me look at them weird because it's like, oh, okay, so you feel like because you're spending money on this and putting, in, putting a priority here that I should be doing the same thing when my car is still new, kind of. On top of that, buying more expensive things makes you have less money. So For when sure. I buy these more expensive things, am I still making too much money? Or should I cut back on spending? These type of things a lot. It's, that's crazy. And let me tell you something. I drove my verse for nine years, and I would have kept it if it wasn't having an electrical problem. Listen, I, I always think about that. I always think about that because I'm so used to the opposite. I'm so used to people like, oh, get you a new car, do this all the time, but it's just like, am I doing this because I genuinely want to do it or am I doing this for a aesthetic? And that's both. the part that really, and, yeah. And and sometimes you just genuinely want to upgrade or you feel like, shit, I work hard, I could do this, but I'm not at that point right now where I feel like I can 
enjoy a new car or want a new car. What do I need a new car for? Child, I don't even really drive. I'm not here. I'm always on an airplane. So I don't exactly. even use my car like that. And that's what happens. People get big old homes sometimes and realize, like, even me, remember my townhouse? My townhouse was a nice size, but I used to be like, this is too much. I don't need yeah. no three-story townhouse. Granted, it was dirt cheap. Ooh, looking back. Jesus Christ, I had a gym. But yeah. I didn't need that. I said, let me get a little flat, cover bedroom. Get you something that you're comfortable with. Exactly. And let me tell yeah. you something. I was just looking at some pre certified pre owned Porsche trucks. Baby, I won't be having one no time soon. I don't know what I was thinking. And yeah. the only reason why I um I even considered getting it is because I, I I wanted to transition to a bigger car, but I wanted it to be small enough. And I'm like, oh that's actually a cute truck, but sweetie, my car I love to for my Mercedes cost me twenty four thousand dollars. You know mm. how much I pay for my Nissan Versa? $21,000. So it's just like, that, 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 it's just a status symbol. Because people wouldn't think I paid so little for that car. But that's what, it's just like a mental thing. So now I got money because I drive a Benz. But I'm really spending about the same much, same money I was spending from a year ago. For sure. But For sure. It's just a shame. And I actually don't really love the attention that comes with it. I mean, I'm very proud of my car. But sometimes people just do too much. I'm like, all right. Yeah, they make you feel bad about it. And I feel like um, that's the thing, too, because even out here, like when I put them on my clothes in Atlanta, they have they just made wearing certain stuff so normal. Yeah, that in yeah. my Like I dress like that. That's just how I dress, like going anywhere. Yeah. And people are like stopping you like, oh, my God, like, do you have this? Oh Where did you goodness. get this? And I'm like, like we ain't in Kansas no more. I'll be like am I am I in California, y'all? This ain't normal to y'all. LA. Yeah. But you know what? Even then the perception that we think of LA is just glamorous, 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 but it's really that them couple streets that yeah. we think about. It's a couple streets and then it's just the lifestyle. I think people that live people who live in LA genuinely just want or I think or people like it's for it's more so for people who who work in the entertainment industry for one. So movies, you know, music, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it's for people who genuinely want to, like, just relax. Like, it's not really big on partying. Like, they do have their little private stuff, but it's everything is always so intimate. Um, they're big on nature out here. They're big on health. They're big on, like, a lot of different stuff. So it's, I love very it dynamic. That. It's very, like, it's just an interesting place. Yeah. Like, I, I appreciate it, though. But I do be feeling weird. Like, I'm just like... Why did I like this stuff four months ago? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of this stuff, the, a lot of the stuff that I was into and doing was a root of insecurity. And I feel like me realizing that myself and just, you know, making those changes in my life has really helped me um, along with smoking weed. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like, like I said before, like the weed has just really made me kind of hone in on exactly what's going on around me and focus and just kind of implement different things in my life to kind of get out of that mentality of I, I need to be this way. I need to do this because I mean, like, realistically, I don't even step out of my own skin to look and see like the accomplishments that I've done and just me living here alone is just a lot or just big, you know. And in my yeah, head, I'm like, oh, this is normal. Who are pressuring you to live that lifestyle who ain't even accomplished squat diddly. They ain't yeah. even accomplished tying their shoes correctly. That's, yeah. So, you know, um, hey, I'm just realizing that. I mean, I and I get it. And I think that a lot, I think that that's one thing that fucks with people. I mean, that, that really causes insecurity is when you don't really know yourself. 
Yeah. You don't know yourself. They don't even realize that. They just yeah. are taking stuff day by day. And that's why I hate all this stuff has caused a, like a competition amongst our community. We already are, you know, oppressed or minorities and things of that nature. But it's like, y'all, all of y'all faking it. So how are you competing? Yeah. How broke going to compete, compete with broke? And not to like insult people that are broke because that's, you know, people are making it. But I, there are people who are not living the lifestyle that they portray, literally. There are people reposting photos from a city they're not even in. <laughs> That that share the same blood as me. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy out here, man. But um, yeah. So so my question to you, or one of them. So what what would you do in these situations if you if you come across people um, that you see signs of like heavy insecurity and you feel like it's rubbing off? What? Oh, it won't rub off on me. You, but oh, I have to answer oh. your question. <laughs> Now, I ain't gonna say. I mean, I don't mean rubbing off on you, but you know what I mean. Like you, you feel it. You can um, see the signs of it. I, you know, I. It don't take much for me to try to distance myself from folks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes I might ask questions to try to get an understanding or some clarity, but unfortunately, when I've come across those type of people, they've always tried to leech off of me from some, in some kind of way. So I just leave them where I found them because they always be like, "See, I need to be around people like you." Okay, that's just like saying, "What's up, big money." You, you can see, keep it pushing, buddy. Keep it pushing, buddy. I'm good. I'm a vibe. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is my, uh, bro. When people say I'm a vibe, that means I'm annoying. I'm needy. I need help. I need a ride. I need someone to lay my head. I don't really got it. Can I wear your outfit? Can I carry your bag? Oh, you got a cute dog. How much you pay for? Ooh, girl, I'm going to just go to the main society. That's all the same kind of people. But yeah, I people just feel like real. people, especially people that are really insecure, they tend to, like, find... They just want to be around people that make them look better. Because it's like, like, have you ever been around people who bragged on, and this is a different kind of brag, but they brag on what somebody else got in a way that it'll make them look good. Like, if you got a real nice house, they be in your house just recording. Like, they just in this big old house. And it's like, girl, you don't so have a my friend, my friend that has, that asked me, that's made a comment about my car, has a few friends that are like that with me. And I think that my friends, I, I like my friends because, mm-hmm. for one, they're used to me. We used to each other. We know each other. We know our struggle, where we came from. So, I, you know, I kind of have that relationship with them. But when they bring around other people, you know, people are really you know, um, starstruck over certain things. So they'll see, yeah. they know me from being around certain people or my clients, and they just, I mean... I have met people or been around people I mean, near around Like, people have brought people to my fucking house before, and they are recording stuff. And I'm like, listen, why would you put my you house on your know, Instagram? Weird. I can... I'm not going to say. I'll tell you all. I know there's like a museum in here, but... Yeah, relax. but do you really want to be exposing people's personal space? Relax. Please. Yeah, like... That's why when I get married, if I get married, y'all, that'll be the one time y'all get a people to my, I don't want people knowing nothing. I only record in from, from one angle in my house. I don't need people to try to map out no tour. Like, and I ain't even got a whole lot to offer, but people don't care because a little bit of, little bit of nothing is a whole lot of something to somebody else. Listen. <clears throat> yeah. You just have another question. You were saying one of your questions. Um, so my, uh, wait, what was the other thing? Hold on. The last question was, what would I do in that situation? Um, how do you prevent these things from happening? 
Man, sometimes you can tell. I mean, a lot of times you can't because people are such opportunities that they are great actors. But I think that people have to have discernment or for uh, in translated terms, people just need to be able to pay attention to people's actions and what they say. Number one, I only keep myself around people that are doing as well as me, if not better. And by better, I don't mean from from level one to level 10 i mean like if i'm a senior analyst my friend is a director or something like that like i just people that are like-minded we have a lot in common as far as career growth things that we're interested in i prefer low-key people that are not partiers and stuff like that so i peep out those kind of people so i think first you need to understand the kind of people that you want to be around and the kind of person you are and where that aligns so for me i'm very matter of fact about the type of people i want to be around so that helps a lot and then I discern, try to see how annoying they are, the type of things that come out of their mouth. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Once they pass that test, more than likely everything else kind of falls in line. Yeah, I think my problem is people get annoying down the line. Like, they they have a good way of masking it. Mm-hmm. And then it reveals itself. Like, I had a situation today that I'm going to speak with one of my friends about. Uh, <laughs> I just was so like confused so i know because I've, I've been really busy the last past two weeks with work and it's entertaining um my friends from out of town and then like i said right after that my niece came and i had to entertain her so today is literally the first day that i've had alone in about two and a half weeks mm, okay. and so i'm not used to that i love being by myself i enjoy living alone i don't like a lot of people in my space all the time and I, just, I can't even think when people are around me. I start getting sidetracked. I start focusing on shit that I don't need to be focused on at that moment. And right now, I have so much to do, you know, for myself that I'm like, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, one of my friends that is from here, he's, like, very needy. Like, and I didn't know that prior to being friends with him. He's very fucking needy. And Needy how? I, like, borrowing stuff? No, like he's very like, oh, come hang out with me, come visit me, let's go this place, let's hang oh, out this yeah. place. I'm off. Like anybody who want to be my friend, you guys to know that you're gonna hear from me once a quarter, and you're gonna see me twice a year. <laughs> and be okay with that. Yeah. And so, like, it's to the point where like he sends me over his schedule. Like I'm like, I'm not. What do you want me to see that for? Like these are the days I'm I'm going this place and da da. And I'm like. Does he have a lot of other friends? No, I'm realizing that. Because he's always doing things. Like, he's always doing something, like, this place and that place. But I've noticed that he doesn't hang out with anybody. And so today, in particular, he hit me up. And he was like, hey, I'm coming to pick up my friend from downtown. I cooked last night. Did you want me to drop out some food? Nice gesture. I'm like, you know, I appreciate that. But... Um, since my friends and my family was here, I cooked. I have a lot of leftovers that I need to get rid of. I actually, I'm literally cleaning out of my refrigerator now because it was so much shit in there. So I'm like, I'm cleaning up my fridge now. I don't want nothing extra in here. So, you know, just keep it, whatever. 30 minutes later, I, I said... He so when when he did that, I looked at my phone. He took a picture of the elevator buttons on in my building and said, uh-huh. "This is ghetto." So this he invited himself over. I don't like that. Hold on, it gets worse. I'm scared. <laughs> he walked in. I didn't even know the door was unlocked. <gasps> I had just took oh, the that's how, you get, that's how you get shot. You need to tell the police he and YSL or something. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, excuse me? He was like, well, I just really wanted to surprise you. I wanted to bring you a gift. No, what? Blah, blah, blah. The gift was the food. I just told you not to bring the fucking food over here. You sure you don't got no crush on you? So I'm like, That's why would you bring really, it? So I'm then sorry, he brought other things. He was like, well, I didn't just bring the food. And so I'm thinking like he's bringing yeah, something. Yeah, you brought your body. This nigga brought a Gatorade. Uh, two small bottles of champagne, some crackers, some cookies, some tea with some uh-uh. honey. I'm like, y'all want to see a dead body? That's I said, please take this out. Take this back out the door with you. I don't even know why you would bring this over here. Wow. And then he just ran out. He was like, well, I'm illegally parked. I know that you having an off day. Blah blah blah. So you wouldn't plan on staying? He just dropped that off and left. Oh, so then God. I'm like. So weirded out by that that I couldn't even function. He literally came in and came out. So then he called me because um, I was getting rid of my wash and dryer. Um, so the lady, she has to come back and get my washer tomorrow because her truck couldn't fit both. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'll just come back and get the, the washer tomorrow. So I said, oh, that's fine. I'll be here. So he hit me and he was like, because um, he just moved downtown. So he was he lived far, but now he just moved to Hollywood. Not downtown, but he moved closer to the city. He moved to Hollywood. So he wants me to come see his apartment. I told him when I get a chance, I'll come over. So he called me. He's like, you just watched my Instagram story. I was oh, like, uh-uh, I was like, I did. And he was like, how you watch my Instagram story? You said you was um, getting your apartment together. Where you meet him at? I met him through some friends. You need to cut them off too. Get rid of everybody. Start over. I can't. And I got confused. So he's like, You should come over. I said, No. I said, I'm doing something. He was like, Well, you just watch my Instagram story. I said, Yeah, I'm, I, I'm am I not allowed to use my phone? Like, what the fuck? Well, and I be the way I tap through post story, I wish somebody would pull it. I'm like, Honey, I don't even know what you posted. So he's like, Just come tomorrow. But I'm actually going to call him once this is over and just let him know, like, I don't rock like that. It was making me uncomfortable. That made me uncomfortable how yeah, you just walked in this bitch earlier. And I had drawers on. Like, that just really made me fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't understand. I don't blame you. Set them boundaries because that's that's why. First of all, you don't know what. We could be over here planning. Who knows? They don't even yeah. really have a ritual. I don't care. It's my house. So... Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. set them boundaries straight and and keep it pushing. He gonna probably feel away, but this can't be the first time somebody don't told him about himself. I pray it ain't. But yeah, I ain't got time, and I don't. And that's the the downside of being cool and likable and stuff like that. People do latch on to you easily, and then now you gotta be the bad guy by distancing yourself from them. I did yeah. a lot, unfortunately, but people always be like, "Oh, let's get drinks." I don't drink. Oh, you smoke? No. You don't part? No. Let's go on a trip. I don't travel with people. So why you my friends so bad? Leave me alone. I can't get enough of you. I literally say this all the time, and I and I and I be confused. It's not like I don't want friends. I just, um, I just need people around me that kind of understand me and talk the same language as me. And I'm mature and not weird. And so I don't know. Like I just, I don't know. Like it's just so weird because in my head, I'm, I think the same thing. I'm like. Why y'all be wanting to be my friends? I try to be the meanest person <laughs> to people, and this doesn't work. Yeah. And it's I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm just, I just be like, no, I'm good. I'm I just, good. I'm like, I don't want you around me. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I, I have I have to set some boundaries for everybody. It's not giving That's um, annoying though. It really is. Well, good luck with that. I hope he uh, receives it well and gets the F out of the way. Like, first of all, popping up in my house, at what point in your life has that been successful and you've received positive feedback? Because that's crazy. <sighs> but anyways, all right, what you got coming up? Um, I am coming to Atlanta this weekend to I do... I see that. Um, I have one of my friends, she's having a baby shower on Monday, but she's doing her maternity shoot on Sunday. And she wants me to do her makeup, so she kind of held out this long time because oh, wow. I'm almost her due date to do the maternity shoot so I could do it when I come for the baby shower. So I'm going to be there for that, and then oh, I'm coming back home. Just in case. Huh? <laughs> I said you might want to have a doula on site just in case. I told her, child. Um, so I'm going to be there this weekend for that, and then I'll be back um, on the 1st and going straight to work. I'm back on Love and Hip Hop, Hollywood. Oh wow! Oh wait, well, you gonna the, be back? You gonna be back home for the holiday? No, I'm coming. I'm coming home on the thirty first. Oh, on the thirty first. Oh, my car gonna be in the shop. Oh, I'll be so driving first, my um, my. Porch. On the first, I'm gonna be back because I gotta go back to work on the first for Love and Hip Hop. I'm doing. I don't think I'm doing the actual episode. Though. I think they got me doing like one of the promo shoots or something. Hmm. I don't know. It's a two day shoot, child. I'm not ready for it. All right. Well. My little cousin graduated from Banica today, so we'll be celebrating her this weekend. Um, Father's, no, ooh, I'm tripping. Father's Day is next month. Um, I'm off on Monday, so hopefully I can just relax and do nothing like I do on non-holidays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my hair did. One of my, I got a new wig from Christopher Kyle that should be here maybe next week, so I'm really excited about that. Period. It's yeah. a you part? It's a full closure glueless. It's the one with the streaks, the hot, the highlights, the blonde highlights. You can tell me to get. Oh yeah, finally color. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> anyway, y'all, it's been another episode of OD Podcast. I please check out This Is Us if y'all can tonight. I mean, literally after tonight, you can't even be behind because the show gonna be over. It's gonna be dead to the bed. Mm. But all right, y'all, holla at your girl. Holla at your twirl. And your world. Mm. And your pearl. And your. And stop being insecure if you can help it. Why you got Stop projecting it on your friends. Stop projecting yeah, it on your friends. Listen, man. Celebrate yourself. Get to know yourself. Live alone. Take yourself out to eat solo. Go to the movies. Do things that make you happy, and you will start to find things about yourself that are so valuable. And you'll be wondering why you were so pressed about other stuff to begin with. It's somebody for everybody. Different strokes mm. for different folks. And Amen. you are your biggest cheerleader. Okay. I snapped. And stop getting them tape pins. Okay. It's a quick, it's a quick weave. Mm, I ain't never looked at it like that. It's a quick weave. It's an expensive quick weave. Just like micro length, except they last longer. I heard tape pins is not really good for the hair. But anyway, let's frown. No.